The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is not live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Head on over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use promo code MADNESS for 10% off orders of $40 or more. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast, episode 305 on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, of course, in the Mighty Mighty SGPN. Uh, this us dedicate this episode, episode to Alexa Grasso, the new US, USC. It's going to be a good episode. I'm saying USC. No, UFC women's flyweight champion, as improbable as, as that sentence is, but we'll get into that soon enough. So this goes out to Ms. Grasso. Thanks for coming to the show. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. Too bad I wasn't more chalky last night, or it would have been a, a better night for me because no dogs be barking last night. Well, one dog be barking. I think that was it. So um, let's bring in a far less chalkier um, half of this here combo dynamic duo, uh, the so-called Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland, and see how he did last night with all only chalks coming through except for one. I'm, yes. I'm right there, right? Yeah, yeah. Just Alexa Grasso was the only yeah. dog on this entire card, which is uh pretty wild although i will say uh one dog should have pulled the draw uh which we'll talk about a little bit later on and uh but apart from that yeah no no dogs be barking i did you did it feel like a bad card because of that because sometimes when there's like no underdogs that win at all it it feels like a bad card right like it, it feels like there's no excitement but this one for some reason feel like it still had a lot of juice despite that am, am i wrong about that no you're right because i had the first seven picks correct so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but like it, it's, no but, it's but still I mean, not like, enough for me i still get grumpy once once it came through but yeah no the, the the fights were exciting and uh yeah even though the results i guess were what was expected at least what the uh according to the betting lines but yeah i, I think the fights were exciting still yeah yeah and i will say while the results were what the betting lines would suggest. I would say maybe the the action wasn't, um, and we'll we'll get more into it on an individual basis. But like, I, I think the action largely, uh, may, maybe not on the main card, but maybe on the prelims, the action did not necessarily favor the the way that we saw it going. No, no, definitely not, definitely not. But yeah, interesting event nonetheless, uh, historic event for for numerous reasons. So we probably should dive into it. Maybe I should tell you about. Uh, our friends at WinBet. Before we actually dive right into things, we don't want to interrupt our amazing um, talking about this amazing event. All right, WinBet. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and single game parlays, aka WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. March Madness is almost here, plus there's plenty of ways to win getting down on the NBA, NHL, and XFL. Sign up today to receive a special offer bet, $100 to get $100 limited to state availability. And of course, for our degens only, if you hit the biggest long shot probably of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. 
uh, for subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbed.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. What, obviously, we were talking about UFC 285, which went down last night at T-Mobile Arena uh, in Paradise, Nevada. Attendance, 19,471, a gate of over 12, we'll say 12.2 million U.S., so it was a uh, it was a packed uh, venue. They even were, were filming a movie there. So yeah, it was very uh, very exciting night. Uh, we saw the return of uh, John Jones. Um, bit of a dud of a main event, I have to say. Uh, John Jones beat Cyril Gain, guillotine choke, two or four into the first round. I don't know if I'm just salty because we were in on Gain and Jones is a very unlikable fellow, but. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with his performance, to quote a, another uh, Canadian, fellow Canadian of mine. Um, I, the big takeaway I'm taking away from this is Zero Gain is really not a very good fighter. And he doesn't... Uh, and uh, Okay, I'll say choke. And he got choked, so it, it's uh, fitting. He tends to choke when he gets the biggest... Uh, the biggest fights of his career, the two biggest fights of his career, he he has not come through. So, very not very eloquent on my part. Gumby's going to uh, wrap it up even uh, nicer than that. I I don't know if I'm going to wrap it up nicer than that because this this fight leaves me with with a lot of questions more than answers. Uh, so so the first one I'm going to pose to you: Do do you think there's some sort of major deficiency in surreal gain, or do you think John Jones is that good. Like, do you think, let, let's play it this way, I guess. Do you think if we replace John Jones with, let's say, Curtis Blades, do you think this looks as one-sided as it did last night? Yes. You do? Okay. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. That, so then I, I think at the end of the day, what we're saying here, or at least you're saying here, because, I, I, again, I'm I'm still on the fence about so many things that happened last night. Then I guess what we're saying here is that this fight said a lot more about surreal gain than it did about John Jones, because because we're saying that this fight gives us a feeling that Curtis Blades would definitely steamroll surreal gain. I I think that that means that, like, okay then then we definitely now know more about him than we do about John Jones. So then here's my follow up question. If if this said more about surreal gain and uh, less about John Jones, but the end claim out of the UFC, which was always their intention, <laughs> is to tell us that John Jones is the best heavyweight in the world. Are you buying it or are you selling it? I am not buying it. I, I don't buy much that the UFC tells me, especially Dana White. So um, I don't buy that Francis Ngannou is never going to fight in the, in the cage again. And I don't buy that he's not. He's still the, the best heavyweight. So, um, yeah, gain. um has done this before, so I think that's why we have. Uh, I'm I'm going on the side that we learned more about him than we learned about Jones last night. Um, Inganu was dominating him wrestling. Um, yeah, so this is this shows that gain is really not improving, and um, when the lights are the brightest, he, he tends to tends to not show up, or at least two times in a row he, he hasn't shown up. So um, yeah, and John Jones, I have question marks uh, for him against most. Well, not most heavyweights, but a lot of the top heavyweights. But lucky for him, he's not going to be facing any of the major scenes. So <laughs> that, that's the key. That uh, I think UFC probably sees it as well, and they're going to keep keep him away from uh, the dangerous uh, up and comers. That, that that could very easily uh, steamroll him, in my eyes. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. Like I, I think 
So, uh, first of all, I, I won't say I'm 100% with you in believing that John Jones isn't the best in the world. Like, I think there is a chance. Because, again, I, I don't think we got enough questions answered. I think there's a chance he's better than Francis Ngannou and might even beat Francis sure. Ngannou. Yep. Yeah, in, in, it's not like Ngannou is not without his flaws as well. So, yeah, of course. Right, right. But Eric Lewis beat him for crying out loud. I, oh God, don't <laughs> fucking remind me that that fight ever happened. Uh, but I'm with you in saying that I think they're, they're going to keep him away from what's most dangerous to him. Because, like, if he's he's out here saying this new wrestling version of myself is the version of myself you're going to keep seeing. Curtis Blades is his worst nightmare. Uh, oh, yeah. Tom, Tom Aspinall might be his second worst nightmare. And instead we're going to see him against Steven Miocic, who he should be a negative 500 favorite against in a role easier than anybody he's ever rolled. Yes. A 40 plus year old firefighter. And who hasn't what, fought who, in years and years. Who and years. One foot out the door is the other and who thing. Or, like, yeah, and who, who is already not looking good. Even when he was, we, fighting. we've largely debated his retirement before he accepted this, uh, this tentative fight on, on fight week, which is still four months away, uh, which he, he hasn't, you know, it's going to give him four more months of inactivity in that yeah. time. Uh, yeah. Give, give me John Jones in that fight all day. But I will say, you know, th- this fight, if we're going to put a nice little cap on it, uh, more questions than answers. Yeah. I, I don't know if uh, a lot of it is aesthetically Jones just doesn't look good. If, if I'm letting that. Um, his belly. Like, do, you, do you mean his yeah, belly? Just, <laughs> the, yeah. Like, like, like what he looks, what his body looks like. Yeah. It's not like he, he looked the smoothest in there uh, as well. They talk about how it's not like he was a crazy, crazy athlete either. Like uh, he is very, very good at fighting, but he's not really a good athlete. Uh, like he's six four and can't dunk for crying out loud. Like that's like even <laughs> even Gummy could dunk. Uh, it's not like he's he's like this superstar athlete. Like he wouldn't be good at any other sport other than what what he's doing. So um, and now that he's got like still has chicken legs and has a, a dad bod, it kind of you know when he does things it looks even worse. But aesthetically, who, who cares what you look like as long as you get the job done? But uh, I think Gain kind of just like uh, gave himself uh, to John uh, there and uh, made it pretty easy on him. Yeah, I, I think Gain's grappling deficiency showed in, uh, you know, I, w- while I picked Gain, I, I, I thought his grappling deficiencies weren't as bad as we saw. Or at least he worked on them, but apparently he doesn't work. And I, I hear he doesn't even train unless he has a fight. Uh, coming, so. You know, I, I kind of rumor, doubt, at least. Yeah, I kind of doubt that too. Uh, I, but I will say, I, I think. I originally thought him giving up takedowns to Francis Ngannou was largely because Francis surprised him. And uh, this this fight sort of showed me that that's not true. Uh, it was mostly because he's the type of guy who's going to give up takedowns all the time. Um, yep. And uh, and John Jones exposed that. So maybe uh, maybe it's time to stop talking about surreal gain as he's a, a no. you know, a, a problem for anybody who's a top heavyweight yeah yeah um he ufc better keep their fingers crossed that um somehow pavlovich takes care of uh curtis blades next fight because curtis blades is going to be champ i think i said it on our, our you did. i you said, said it on it before, our yeah. show and i think yeah. it was 16 to 1 that he's champ at the end of the year and let me tell you something john jones runs through stipe in july and curtis runs through pavlovich in i, I can't remember when that fight is april or something like that there's no reason not to do Curtis Blades versus John Jones in November. And let me tell you something, that would be a very sweet cash right there. Yeah, it's not going to be. It's I'm picturing 
Velasquez versus Lesnar. For some reason, that that, yeah. that came that came into my head. <laughs> it's going to look like that. Yeah, the the highly hyped uh, guy we're talking about being the best ever. Yeah. He's uh, pinned down and grounded out. Versus a guy who's hyper athletic and even better at those things. Yeah, exactly. So. I don't know. And I, it was really good seeing John Jones being uh, the uh, returning hero last night, wasn't it? He's such a lovely guy. It's great. Well, he, he's not from France, so let's, let's uh, cheer him and, and uh, make him the hero here. You know, what's better than watching him, uh, you know, like parade his wife around like their uh, fiance? He, he, oh, he yeah. would never marry her, apparently. <laughs> She's been his fiance for like decades, but yes. Yeah, there, there might have been a hiccup in their relationship that caused yeah. that. So I, I think he's married to God anyway, is he not? God's is still uh, on his side, though, so we're good. He's good. I think, God's I on his we, side. His fiance's back. Everything. I think we have to again. stop talking about John Jones. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> he's just not. He's he's not fun. He's not. But he does big business apparently because all the all the uh, casuals. I'm not saying that der- derisively, but all, all the casuals were coming out of, out of the woodwork uh, over the weekend asking me, "Hey, is this a good pick? Is that a good pick?" So yeah, apparently uh, he had had more mainstream um, cachet than, than I thought he did, or I think yeah. we both thought he did, right? I heard you say in your other show, he's a star, but not a superstar, but maybe he is a superstar after, after he's been gone so long. Yeah. I wish we could still see pay-per-view numbers, uh, which are, are often unavailable thanks to ESPN plus, but like, I mean, a $12 million gate is, is no joke. No, no, it's true. Let's, let's talk about a good story. Alexa Grasso improbably is the UFC champion face crank is what she won one via submission face crank. Uh, 434 into the fourth round. Uh, uh, that kind of does Valentina Chovchenko dirty, calling it a face crank, because that means she wasn't being choked out. But if you see Did the you photos see? after, boy, yeah, her, face, her face got cranked. <laughs> Holy moly. I was just going to ask if you'd seen the photos, because John shared them in the uh, Discord. I already seen them on Twitter. I think I shared them on the yeah, SGPN yeah. MMA Twitter account, which, by the way, you guys should all follow. Uh, and man, dude, brutal grip. Um, yeah. You know, just blowing her face up. I mean, she really only had to make it 26 more seconds, so that really tells you how painful that mandible choke must have been. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he, here's the weird part of this one, though. Uh, and, and again, I'm going to ask more questions that I give you guys answers yes. this week. But, like, we're in an age where we give rematches to literally yeah. fucking everybody who uh. is a champ, right? And Valentina Shevchenko has basically been you know, not that I'm I'm trying to write some uh, erasure of Nico Montano history here, but like <laughs> Valentina Shevchenko has pretty much been the only women's flyweight champion in UFC history, essentially, yep. right? So like, it would be wrong not to give her a rematch of some capacity. But here's the other thing I'm I'm saying is like, how many times are we going to see fighters in title fights, which were we we saw again this weekend? where the champ won most of the rounds only to lose. Yeah. Because we, we saw it with Adesanya. We saw it with Kamar Usman. Now we've seen it with Valentina Shoshenko. I mean, we saw it with uh, Glover Teixeira losing to Yuri Prohashka. Like, right. all, all of these fighters needed to survive to win because they were already ahead on the judges' scorecards. They just needed to survive to win, and they didn't, which... I don't know if it says more about the champion or the challenger, but like, man, how to go get it for Grasso and in a super improbable way. So slick. It, yeah. Who, uh, who was predicting the undersized Mexican 
boxer would uh, <laughs> pull off a slick submission over the supposedly uh, impenetrable uh, on on all uh, impenetrable on the ground at the very least, Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, and, and you know, if for me, you know, if Alexa Grasso was going to win this fight, which I, you know, I would have never predicted in a thousand nope. years. Uh, I thought, you know, outpoint her on the feet. Like, that was the only way. Uh, she was going to have to play pitter-patter on the outside, stay away from the big stuff, um, yeah. and win two out of three rounds and kind of a lackluster effort. And it wasn't that. She went after it. Um, yeah. And to, to sort of Valentina's credit, that's why she took two rounds, right? It's because Grasso got after it. But it's also why Grasso started having success, because she started to to get better reads and. As soon as Valentina threw a spinning back fist that stupidly gave up her back. Always, always these people and their spinning Man. moves. Or, or, or a jumping, or oh, a jumping. Chris Weidman. Or jumping guillotine. One of the two. <laughs> Who was it this month? Weidman or Rockhold? Which one? One of them did something uh, stupid spinning. I think it was Weidman. I think it was Weidman against Rockhold. Yeah. Yes, not? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, so, yeah, it's always something stupid. Um, but, yeah, it's be. I guess she would have done. Shevchenko loves throwing stupid things um and she also loves not putting her foot on the gas and finishing people when she should so uh it bit her last night so um although i will say she she didn't really have many opportunities to put her away right like there, there no, was not like true. a good moment for valentina should go to like oh go get it no like it was just grasso looked good Grasso took it to her she yeah she took it to her and, and she seems uh delightful so it's good good to see her win the title and there's um, now three mexican champs yeah, which is crazy, crazy improbable <laughs> yep um, so we're going to see a rematch because that's what happens. And I disappointed people in the, uh, in the discord when I brought that up because obviously right away you think, Oh, Aaron Blanchfield's going to, going to destroy her for the title, but no, Aaron Blanchfield's going to have to wait, which maybe this is better. Maybe, uh, getting another fight under her belt's best for Aaron Blanchfield. Anyhow. Do you think, uh, do you think Blanchfield will take one in between or do you think she'll just wait? I guess it depends on the timing, I guess. Right. Uh, how quickly they run this back. Uh, well, so well, let's say right. let's say they run it back in June. Let's say Shevchenko Grasso two is going to be in June sometime. Do you think Blanchfield waits? Hmm. Depends if I, I guess if they tell her. I don't know if the UFC is into the promising game though, so I don't know if if they will. Uh, I think she's going to have to guess uh, herself what what's the best move for her. So, I I, I kind of would like to see her fight again, as long as it's not against Manon Firo or another one of our favorites. Yeah, but I don't know who else is left, though. Yeah. Right? Like, other than yeah. giving her, like, Talia Santos, who she was already supposed to fight. Yeah. Um, and, or, or like you said, Manon Firo. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think the the danger of waiting, though, is what happens if Shevchenko wins? Yep. And then we're rolling, rolling number three, you know? Yep. Yep. Yes, I know. Not fun. Not fun at all. But anyhow, congrats to Alexa Grasso. Um, let's tell you about our another uh one of our lovely partners here that keeps us in your ear holes that would be underdog fantasy we're also brought to you by underdog fantasy underdog is your home for offseason nfl best ball drafts but they also got you covered for a ton of other daily games including nba nhl and pga underdog fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in your state head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code sgpn for 100 deposit bonus up to 100 bucks that's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn all right um so we whiffed on the on the top two fights. Good for us. It seems that's what happened to us last week as well. So um, we're all about the prelims here. Uh, Shafkat Rachmanov uh, took care of business 
in a very competitive fight over Jeff Neal, a very, very much overweight Jeff Neal, four pounds over the 171 pound limit. Rear naked choke, standing rear naked choke for Rachmanov, 417 into the third round, but very good test for the, for the young fighter. And he passed it with flying colors. We got him at minus 530. But yeah, this, uh, I think that this fight poses, uh, actually, it posed quite a few questions for him and he answered them all with flying colors. And um, I am still hanging on to my stocks in Shavkat. Yeah, I, I will say uh, Jeff, Jeff Neal makes me feel pretty good about the way I broke this fight down and saying that, like, you know, everybody was talking about Shopkai just steamrolling a negative, what was it, 545 favorite or something like that. 530. Yeah, he, he, he didn't look like a negative 530 favorite in there. No. Uh, I mean, he, he was winning. Uh, but Jeff Neal, just so game. Uh, I, I would never be in on, on Shavkat at that big of a favorite. Like, I think if they ran it back, I wouldn't make him that big of a favorite. So, uh, yeah, like, I, I think Jeff Neal looked good. Also, Jeff Neal did something wild in this fight. Do you know what Jeff Neal did that was wild in this fight? Um, I probably know, but I'm tired, Dan. Tell me. Jeff, Jeff Neal fought so well. And so entertaining. Oh, yes, yes. That Go he ahead. got a freaking fight of the night bonus overweight. Yep. He's yep. the first guy in UFC history to do it. Uh, he wasn't th- just a little overweight either. Wow. He, he was pretty substantially overweight, but yeah. that's how good this fight was. Yep. Um, and how competitive he was against a, a dude who, you know, a lot of people are touting as a future champion. And I think they might be right about it. So, uh, yeah, props to Shavkat, props to Jeff Neal. Uh, you know, the the old adage that I usually say in here. Uh, excited to see what's next for both of them. So what's happening next for Mr. Rachmanov? I mean, I, I'd like to see him against one of the, the higher up guys in the division, right? Like, it, you know, maybe, uh, I, I don't know. Wonder Boy always feels like, like booking him against somebody who's good always feels kind of dirty. Yeah. Uh, but like Wonder Boy wouldn't be a bad pick. Ugh, um, he, that would be a murder but, of but the he elderly. Has, but he has to go up in the division, right? And <laughs> yeah. Like, Bilal Muhammad deserves better than this. Better than being <laughs> yep. fed to Shavkat right before his fight. You don't imagine Sean Brady is, like, a real option, right? He's coming off of a loss, and yep. he got hurt then, and all that kind of stuff. Jorge Masvidal and, and Colby Covington aren't taking this fight, right? Yeah, I, and, I, I, I heard the Colby thing. Or did he call Colby out? Is that why? Dude, is, is Colby ever going to fight anybody ever again? Yeah. This would be a very poor decision uh, by Colby if he took this fight. So. All right. All right. Like everybody keeps, you know, like it seems like any up and comer that comes through the welterweight division, somebody's like, oh, yeah, Colby Covington would be a great opponent. Do you know what Colby has to do? He has to fight anybody because at this point, Colby isn't fighting anybody. And he's seen a lot of good opportunities roll away, you know, like, uh, you know, a, a fight with Gilbert Burns, a fight with Bill Muhammad, a fight with. And ones that are like favorable matchups too, right? Like Gilbert Burns yeah. is not a bad matchup for Colby Covington. You know, like it seemingly his wrestling would play up, but he's got to take one of them. And at this point in time, he's, he's taken so few, he would yeah. have to fight somebody like Shavkat Rachmanov. And I just don't see him doing that. So he, he he's kind of going the, uh, the Gregor Gillespie route on all of us. Yeah. And Maybe we don't see him for a while, but like, again, that, that leaves Shavkat Rachmanov with kind of like no dance partner with, you know, like I said, Burns and Masvidal already booked. Bilal Muhammad Too bad Masvidal's booked, I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> that would be, that, be nice seeing him fed to Rachmanov. Right, right, right. I, I'd be down for that. I don't think he would take it, but anyhow. Yes, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but, but those two already booked. Bilal deserves something better. Colby Covington's not going to take it. 
that that's kind of why you land in the like oh it seems like like wonder boy might take something like that Jemayev at 180 pounds but he, I don't think so because I've heard Kamza is bulking up. He's all in oh, on yeah. 180. He's all in on 185, especially being that like there's a pair of kickboxers at the top. Yeah, that's true. He probably doesn't want to fight Rachmanov anyhow at this point. So anyhow, big on Rachmanov. Hopefully he doesn't find himself like we've seen him talk about this a lot. A, a guy wins and then he finds himself in a worse position. So hopefully uh, he gets himself a nice fight, maybe a uh, fight night headliner up next for him. Uh, Matias Gamrot squeaked by Jalen Turner, uh, even though Jalen Turner may have came out of this uh, with, with higher stock and then he had going into it. Split decision, 29-28, 28-29, 30-27. 30-27 is the bad scorecard, ladies and gentlemen. The rest of them are are, are um, perfectly uh, passable scorecards. Gumby had Gamrot minus 220. I had Turner. Uh, I'll stick by it, even though I lost. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. 30-27 is a bad scorecard. Mm-hmm. Um. But I will say this. I, I think uh, I, I don't know that Turner comes out of this looking better because uh, this this dude was fighting a guy who is much shorter than him on short notice, 10 yeah. days notice. Right. Yeah. Like and still kind of couldn't defend a takedown. Um, I mean, he got back up quick. I'll give yeah. him that. But he didn't really defend takedowns all that well until Gamrot was like kind of cooked in terms of uh his cardio and even then even after his cardio was cooked he was still taking him down occasionally yeah but gambrot ended up beat up more than turner which really should be the person wins the fight is one who beats the other person up more but that's that's not the case the way the scoring is uh right now but i think if um i think it was severe mma they were saying if this was this was scored like one FC where the whole fight gets scored, not just round by round. Uh, or you pride. Or, yeah, or pride. pride. Yep. Uh, you, you could you could argue that Turner won the fight. I he did the I, most damage at the very least. I agree. But I, yep. I do think Gamrot uh, squeaks this one out 29-28. Yeah, with, with, with the stupid scoring system we have. Yes, he does. Yeah. 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 M- MMA's got them scoring. But yep. that's uh, neither here nor there. Bo Nickel. Uh, kick to the balls. Uh, was named. It was a knee. Really- it was a knee. Arm, uh, knee to the balls, right. And then arm triangle choke, 254 into the first round. Uh, didn't look particularly good over Jamie Pickett, but he, he got the win. And he got a bonus, too, because he was so, it looked so amazing, right? Yeah, how do yeah. you get the bonus? Like, come on. They love him. They love him. And also, I'll, I'll just be honest. Apart from maybe Tabitha Ricci, is there yeah. another person out there that you really wanted to give a bonus to? Yeah, just Baby Shark. Yeah, because because like this is jo- the era. Jones and Grasso looked amazing, right? Like yeah. they, they they steamrolled their opponents, and uh, it, and it's cool that there was a fight of the night. But if they're gonna extend it to three bonuses, I, I kind of would have liked to seen Baby Shark. But again, like maybe Bo Nickel looked better than that. I will say you're right in that he kind of showed that maybe he's not as good on the ground as everybody thought he was Ooh. because his arm triangle choke had some like technical flaws on a jujitsu level. Uh, and that's coming from me, who is not a professional fighter, but is just like, you know, uh, you know, a purple belt over the last like 10 years or something like that, uh, practicing jujitsu. He just did like very simple things that they tell you not to do, even when you're like a blue belt in jujitsu. Like is your head is not supposed to be higher than your opponent's head when doing an yeah. arm triangle choke. It's supposed to be lower and you're supposed to put the crown to the ear. And his was way up high. So like, I mean, like, 
you know, a couple of people were fantasy matchmaking Bo Nickel in the uh, in the Discord, and I really think like this guy needs somebody like, and we'll talk about him in a second, Mark Andre Barrio, who has major flaws to his game. Yeah, he is not ready for the Kaibo Hayos of the world. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, power bar maybe too much of a step up too at this point, really. Um, so anyhow, that's the main card. We didn't do too well. I went two and three. Gumby went two and three, right? No, you went three and two. Excuse me. But we won a big 457 off of Bo Nickel. So um, we whiffed on the horrible prelim main event. I watched this in, in um, fast speed. But I, uh, the one time I did slow down, uh, I think it was Rogan was saying that this, or maybe it was Cormier, because it's the same person when, when they're on there, um, saying that, that this is championship-level Cody Garbrandt we're seeing again here. It was Rogan. It, oh, said, my God. He did nothing, uh, but he won 29-28. He did nothing, and he barely beat a guy who's going to be cut after this fight. So I time-stamped when he said it. It was about <laughs> that, yeah. seven and a half minutes into the fight. It was almost almost half the fight in. I've, I've uh, watched that in fast speed because they were doing nothing. Cody Cody Garbrandt had landed 18 punches against an unranked Bantamweight <laughs> on a three-fight losing streak. <laughs> yep. Dude, uh, that, that is, we don't need it's to talk barely, it's barely one strike per 30 seconds he was landing, and he was like, oh, this is championship Cody Garbrandt. Defensively, I would agree. He might be championship Cody yeah, Garbrandt. Yeah, he can get knocked Offens- out. Offensively, trash. Like, yeah, this- trash fight. We, we lost... Garbrandt. Yeah, Jones Cody Garbrandt not good. Nope. I hope they feed him to someone who will knock him out once again. Uh, Derek Brunson, also not good. Hopefully he retires after this. This was the most middleweight fight of all. Middleweight is such a trash division. Um, and this was a just uh, trash in the, the funny kind of way. Trash fight. Drake is to police to beat Derek Brunson. Brunson corner stoppage because Herb Dean likes wants to see someone uh, catch a body and die. Uh, a second left into the second round. Brunson like looked like he was taking a nap, like not knocked out. Like he just stopped defending and started eating shots, and Herb Dean thought that was cool, but his corner did not. So, yeah, it was a horrible fight. Drake's police is not good. Dark Brunson, not good. We lost our big underdog on this one. I'm not sure I agree with you that I, I hate Herb Dean for not stopping this one. Because, like, while you're right, Derek Brunson looked like he was taking a nap. It's not like Duplesis was lighting him up because Duplesis <laughs> no. was exhausted. Uh, you know, like, every fight, every fight. Yeah, yeah. He, so I, I'm bummed out that Brunson has looked this tired in a second round, two fights in a row. And that yeah, to me done. clearly states like it's time. Like yep. it, it's time for him to be done. And he, he seemed to hint on social media. Uh, I think it was this morning that it was over that he, yep. he like he didn't say I'm retiring, but he did say, like, thank you to all my fans. who have been following my career. Some, you know, generic ass statement like that. Yeah. It, it really felt like this was the end for Derek Brunson. And, man, dude, I'm I'm selling any stock I had in Dreykus Duplices. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I looking forward to um, defeating him in the future. Yeah, against any ranked middleweight. Give me oh, any. Yeah. Like, Chris Curtis? Oh. I'll take Chris Curtis. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, hopefully. That would be a good fight. Set it up. Yeah. But he'll probably get somebody better than that. He'll probably yeah. get Jack Hermanson or something. Yeah. He'll be uh, headlining a card. You just wait. Um, oh, gross. Amanda Hebos, my girl, came through. Boy, maybe she's okay at flyweight after all. She beat Vivian Aharujo, 29-27, 30-26, 30-27. Destroyed her on the feet, tired her out on the ground, and then destroyed her on the feet some more. 
Um, we were saying I pick Kibas, you pick Arujo. Aharujo. I wasn't super confident though in my Kibas pick. Um, we liked her better at strike, but maybe she actually is better at flyweight if she can handle herself on the feet like that uh, against someone known for for striking. Um, and she's tough as nails, very hard to finish. Maybe maybe she's got a future. I gotta ask you a question. Who, okay. Who the hell has no problem with dealing with the physicality of Vivian Arruyo? but has trouble with dealing with the physicality of Caitlin Chokagian. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe, maybe she's gotten better. She very easily, she could be getting better. It hasn't been that harder. long. I know it hasn't. She's, it's true. It's not like, it's not like she had a year and a half to, to fix these <laughs> issues, right? Like th- that was. She just tired her out, I think, was the main thing. Maybe, but she was, she was better early on too. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's just so wild to me that somebody who moved up to, to flyway and everybody was like, ah, oh, she got outworked physically by Caitlin Chokagian. Point fighter. Yeah. But, but like she got in the clinch and couldn't out yeah. muscle her either. And now yeah. she gets in the clinch with Vivian Arruyo and she's like, oh, she's weak. Um, so good for he Like I, I like seeing good people uh, catapult up divisions and this is going to do good things for lots of fun matchups and fresh matchups in flyweight. Definitely. And then the aforementioned Mark Andre Barrio power bar came through. It was it was a tough one. Um, it takes a lot to to finish Julie Marquez, especially with, with the breath that was in. That was Mark Smith, right? Uh, yeah, he's, Jr. he he wants to see blood lately. Yeah, yeah. Four twelve into the second round, um, about took about fifty eight elbows uh, and forearms from in close and punches to finally finish off Julie Marquez. But we had our Mark Andre Barrio pick here. I know it's only two in a row for Julian Marquez, but is it time to fire Julian Marquez? Yeah, he's he's no spring chicken either, is he? he he's he's, he's uh, fairly old, I think, at this point. Uh, he is well, 32, so he's not super old, but he's not. Uh, he's already fought him 13 times. Maybe they'll keep him around because he's he says he's fun. He's he, <laughs> he says he's fun. He's won he's won two out of his last five. Yeah. Losses are to Alessio DeCirico, Hobocop, and Mark Andre Barrio. He's beaten Maki Pitolo and Sam Elvey. Let's talk about dude. one of let's talk about <laughs> one of the worst resumes I've ever seen. <laughs> it's true. Uh, fire, yeah, fire this man. Middleweight is horrible, Dan. There, if you fire everyone that's horrible in middleweight, there's not going to be much of a division left, basically. Man, Anything. It does, it does seem that way, huh? As I said in the Discord, <laughs> middleweight and up is pretty much uh, barren. Uh, wasteland for good fighters. Uh, middleweight, light, heavyweight, heavyweight. You could probably put them all together one division and maybe get a, a division of good fighters together. Yeah, compared not to like most Van- fighters. Yes, compared to Bantamweight. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, compared to Bantamweight, yes. Uh, all right. Well, we did. Well, this is part of my seven wins in a row streak so yeah we did much better here gumby went five and two during my seven and oh streak so let's keep going with the prelims ian gary uh got tested got rocked probably um this is his toughest test of his career but came through it uh with flying colors knocked out tko'd song kinan 422 into the third round still not gary does look smooth and um in there and looks like he has all the all the um tools you'd like but uh, you know he hasn't he hasn't shown enough to actually say he's going to be a, a top contender anytime soon. No, I, I think I would like Ian Gary better if people didn't talk about Ian Gary like he was the yeah. second coming of Christ. Second uh, coming of Connor. Yeah, like uh, he got knocked down by Song Kanan, right? Yeah. Like the, we, we all saw that happen, right? And like, man, I, I don't know anybody who gets talked about being like a future champion who got knocked down by Song Kanan. You know, uh, and that's a 
that's a weird one to me. So yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little not sold on Ian Gary still. Oh yeah, I'm not sold on him yet. Minus 735, hooray for us. Cameron Simon minus 325 uh, came through in a uh, he got three fouls for the price of one last, last night. So it's good. He, he's, he's the king of fouling. Supposedly he's a nice guy, but he sure likes to follow. Fallow, follow, foul. That's the word foul. He sure likes to foul. And he fouled uh, Mana Martinez, two grand shots and an eye poke for good measure. One uh, majority decision, 29, 26, 28, 27, 28, 28. I think this is what Gumby's saying. Gumby thinks this one should have been a draw. And um, Gumby was also bullying me about Cameron Simon, making me like try, try, try to make me. Uh, I need you to be on record saying yeah, in, I'm going to make you say it right now. Diane Cameron Simon Island. I said is he's good. He, like he looks he good. good. Well, there's levels. Think. Like I said, there's levels of good. He's better yeah. than Mana Martinez. He's better than a two and two Bantamweight yes. who missed weight. Who you picked. <laughs> I did. Ah. And and by the way, he drew. This is not a this was not a win for Cameron. Th- these are these were the worst scorecards of the night. All right. Um, whatever you say. Do you think do you think Cameron Simon won the first round? Uh, I can't remember. Because yeah, you would you would be almost alone with one judge. Just I'm pretty sure Adelaide. Oh, Bird. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he won. Which but the announcer you, you so and Adelaide Bird thought he won. You yeah, Adelaide obviously Bird I was and wrong. Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I, I think I'll take, I thought he, he won in real time, but obviously I, I am wrong there. If, if those so, people agree. So with two me, so. so two judges gave Mono Martinez round one as 10-8 because he gets the foul, too. Yeah. And, and if you found a 10-8 round in there for Cameron Simon. Yeah, I did. Third round was. That's wrong. That's just yeah, well, that's categorically. That could sorry, not everybody be. agrees with me, not you. Two people. Some guy from BetQL and a guy from Wrestling Observer thinks it was a draw. OK. Well, so I, take if that. You, you always want to go to MMA decisions. Take that. Cameron Simon's become your pet project to hate now for no real reason. Well, I guess he cheats a lot. That's well, I mean, th- three fouls and very much <laughs> not uh, winning this fight. Also, I don't love him and Dreykus Duplices saying that, like, uh, they're the real Africans. <laughs> oh, yeah. They that's said that. Yeah, that's not yeah. good. That's, that's, that's not a good look. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's move on. You bullied me enough. I, it's not like I'm. He, oh, you don't. You don't want to back him project. anymore. You don't want to back him anymore after that. No. What? Well, no. Not not if he's a one of those racist South Africans. Who would have thought uh, South African had a racial issue? But apparently, <laughs> apparently it does. So all right, let's move on. Baby Shark. Uh, we don't have any issues with her. No. She's boy, great. oh boy. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Look great. Did what we hoped she would do against uh, Jessica Penne. Finished her off with the armbar. 214 in the second round. Actually, we did not hope on that. Yeah, we, we were, we, we were betting on her winning by decision. decision yeah. And that did not happen. She She's a finisher now, so look out. Sharks eat pasta. Well, it just kind of feels like this is the end of Jessica Penne, yep, too, and Penne I'm glad if... Her too. I'm, I'm glad if this is the end of her, like, Tabitha Ricci got to build her, her name off of yep. it. That's... That's three in a row for Ricci at, at straw weight. She looks like a real threat now, and I'm I'm glad there was a name there for her to to catapult herself off of. Yep, she could be a future shark. A future shark, boy oh boy, future star, Dan. She, she makes it, <laughs> as as every, everything they. She's a current for. shark. Yes, true shark, but a star, possibly a future star. She has everything that they'd be looking for, probably, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think? Yep. Um, Farid Basharat. Looked like the lesser of the two Bashar brothers, as we said, but uh, he, he looked good enough to beat the monster, the monster, Damon Blackshear, 29-28 across the board. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's much to say about this. Uh, 
I, I hope Blackshear gets to stick around for a little bit because he, he does look good uh, in there. He, he, but, you know, Basher, I got the job done. Yeah, you said it all. Lesser yeah, Basher, hope Blackshear comes back. Loki. Don't call him Loki, call him Loike. Rats Habov, he looked very good. As did Esteban Rebovitz, actually. They both look good. So maybe Samurai you, Fight House is okay. I was just going to say, are you supporting <laughs> Samurai Fight House? Perhaps. But he still lost, though. That's the thing. 29 28 across the board. But yeah, this was a really good fight. This uh, was the early uh, front runner for Fight of the Night until it got eclipsed in the pay per view portion. So, two things. First of all, he only fought for Samurai Fight House uh, one time. So he's all right, not, maybe he didn't get that stank on him then. Yeah, maybe he doesn't have the Samurai Fight House stank. But, and he fought <laughs> a guy who was uh, six and five and knocked him out in 27 seconds. So, he only spent 27 seconds in a Samurai Fight House cage. Uh, but the other thing I will say is just like no takedown defense, yep. none to speak of. And yep. that's what we worried about. And I'm glad uh, Brad Shabov. Uh, just kind of steamrolled him there, and, and looked good too doing it. And he he actually looked good on the feet as well. Rashabov looks like someone who could steamroll anyone too. He is. How does he make lightweight? Is he like four foot? Oh no, he's a, he's a freaking tank. Wow. <laughs> yep. He is jacked. But yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing. Even though he was only what two and two in PFL, so maybe he's really not that great. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, he did look decent last night. As did I. I went nine to five, but. Since it was a night of uh, favorites coming through, I did not make money. I lost almost 200 bucks. Gumby eight and six lost almost, well, not almost. He lost 360 bucks. So on the year, 67% hit rate for me, 57 for Gumby. I'm up 61 bucks. He's down 1500. But there's still time. Correct. We both hit. And our, also, don't hmm. bet a hundred dollars on every fight. Yeah, guys. don't. That. <laughs> Especially when the dogs not be barking. Um, all right, we both hit our locks, Gamrot and Ricci. Gumby had Gambrot, had Ricci. We both lost our, our locks dogs. Are, our locks are nasty. Can we brag about that for just four seconds just real quick before we go? Yeah. Uh, because that, that puts us on the year, uh, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're tracking just our lock dog props, that puts me at six and one and yep. you at five and one on our locks with one draw with Haley Cowan dropping out. Yep. Uh, you, you should be tailing our locks every week. Yeah, exactly. Don't tell our dogs because we lost on our dogs again, Brunson and Gain. Dan lost on his. Anybody would have lost on the dogs. If you force that's somebody true. to take their dogs, nobody's taking Grasso. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> props. I'm doing okay in props, surprisingly. Um, kicking and screaming, dragging me into props. I'm three and four now on props, and I'm up money because I hit Rachmanov inside the distance. It was a minus uh, prop bet, but still, it, it hit minus 175. Gummy missed Ricci via decision, minus 120, which should have been a safe bet, but it was not. You hit half of your Hungry Man John Superfan parlay, as per usual. Gamera yeah, decision. That, that, the camera decision like good. Always, um, always the case. And, and we're, we're pretty much, if, if you combine all of our props together, pretty much even on the props. But the locks, that's where the money is right now. So that's where keep, the money keep is. Keep following our locks. It's true. Uh, Jones, Grosso, Nickel, Rachmanov, Neil were all the bonus winners. So, boom. That puts that to bed. Uh, I will not be here for the next few UFC events, but we got a good fight night coming up. I'm going to miss. Yan versus Davili is the next event coming up. Uh, from the theater at Virgin Hotels. I don't think they've ever uh, had held an event there that's run over the card quickly before we get out of I here. Think, I think they mm-hmm. have held an have event they? there, by the way. Okay. Yeah, because it used to run under a different name. So start reading it, and I'm right. going to pull up that other name because okay. it used to be called something else. Piotr Yan versus Mirab Davilishvili in the main event. Alexander Volkov versus Alexander Romanov in the Battle of the Alexander. Beefy Alexander Ovs. Hakardo Hamos versus Austin, Austin Lingo. Sadner Magomedov versus Jonathan Martinez. Victor Petrino versus Anton Turkology, the pleasure man. Um, 
but you'd think Nikita Krylov versus Ryan Spann probably is going to be put onto the main card as well because that's been bumped to this event. And then I, Prelan, I heard I heard by the TV listings that that's already on the main event. Yeah, or the main card. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Pleasure Man's not going to be on the main card. No, oh he is. God. I heard six fight main card. God, okay. Prelims: Carl Williams, Lucas Brezki, Rafael Asensio. Yep, he's still around versus Davy Grant, Sadikiris Dumas versus Josh Fremd, Mario Bautista, Guido Canetti, Ariana Lipsky, J.J. Aldridge, Victor Henry, Tony Gravely, Tyson Nam, Bruno Gustavo da Silva, Carlston Harris, Abubakar Numagamedov. A very good fight night card. Yeah, so uh, this is a uh, place that has held many uh, MMA events, maybe not a UFC event, uh, because the theater at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas was originally called the Joint at the Hard Rock Hotel. Okay, yeah. Uh, which is where I think almost every WEC event was. Right. Yeah. That's probably why. Oh, I love WEC. Yeah. So it's going to have a WEC feel to it. Blue, a blue canvas and small cage. Oh, I hope a blue. Definitely small cage. But maybe Frank blue Mir canvas. on color commentary, which was actually good. Would Frank Mir still be good, do you think? He was good. I don't know if he's still <laughs> right. Yeah. He's, he seems like he might have brain injuries now. Yeah, you think? Maybe. Anyhow, I mean, you'd be better than some people, like the ones we had this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to seem like I have brain injury if we don't uh, wrap this up soon, because it's getting late, and that's what happens. Uh, I, start saying, <laughs> I start saying weird things. So let's uh, put it to bed. The Discord SGPN. Uh, Discord is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. SGPN MMA, as Gumby said, is the Twitter. What else we got? I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. He's at Gumby Vreeland on Twitter. All the writings at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. All the rest of my MMA writing and my weekly pick'em contest is at moneymma.substack.com. And Gumby's other podcast with his other podcast husband is uh, Top Turtle MMA. Um, and I think that's it, right? Oh, do you want to? Do you have any results for the prop contest you want to give out here or no? Oh, uh, I I can't remember off the top of my head, but I believe only one person hit their prop. Okay. And, then, uh, and, and it was gonna... somebody who it did not previously have any. So it does uh, look like Dredney is going to take home just a, a bit of the overall pop. But uh, yep. there's still time to beat him in terms of overall value or biggest prop. So make sure you keep getting those in week after week. You got it. All right. Until we meet again, I will remain the Allen Assassin Jeff Fox. I also say farewell for Bon Gamin, Gumby Vreeland. And we will talk to you tomorrow. We're going to be back. LFA will be in the house tomorrow. Bye.